Welcome back to Uncomfy Talks. I'm Barshini. I'm Lindsay. And this is the podcast where the name makes you just as uncomfy as the topics we talk about. Alright, first of all, happy Pride, everyone. Um, okay, so, quick disclaimer, um, so we don't get cancelled. Um, uh, we're going to try and make this episode a little bit shorter, and this has nothing to do with the topic itself. The next episode is probably going to be short as well. Yeah. Um, just because, like, our, like, past episodes have been about 15 minutes long or something, and I would definitely get bored of listening to us talk for 15 minutes. So, y'all have, like, we totally understandable, so we want to make it just a little bit shorter. Yeah. But. Literally, like, 40 minutes of it is just, like, us ranting. Yeah, not about how men are stupid. Yeah, men are stupid or something about, like, you know, conservative policies, Mm -hmm. you know. So, we're going to (laughs) try to make it a little bit shorter. Okay, so this episode, um, we're going to talk about the LGBTQ plus community um, and, like, the history behind um, that and, like, some psychology slash biology behind it. Um, in light of Pride Month. Yes. Okay. So to start, uh, the acronym LGBTQIA plus stands for lesbian, gay, bi, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, and the A stands for asexual or agender. Um, and then there are other orientations like demisexual, omnisexual, and pansexual, um, which hence like the plus. Okay. Um, getting into the history of it, there's important people, uh, mainly people of color, who we're going to be disc- um, talking about. Mm-hmm. So, um, to start off, Marsha P. Johnson was a black trans woman and a sex worker and an activist who spent her life fighting for equality and was a key figure in the gay liberation movement of the 1970s in the U.S. And she also worked alongside um, the person that Barshini is going to talk about. Okay, so Sylvia Rivera um, was a queer Latina self-identified drag queen who fought with Marsha P. Johnson for transgender rights, and she started STAR. I still don't know how to say the acronym. <laughs> oh, um, this is our second time recording this, by the way. <laughs> Last so. time we... Okay, so, like, there were a bunch of words that, like, I just mispronounced, and we didn't... <laughs> Like I've like I haven't done it that much in the past episodes, and we don't want to be homophobic, <laughs> so yeah. we're recording it again. Yeah. Okay. So start. I'll I'll say I'll do the best again. Street transversets. Best type. Best type. Okay. Street Where trans. Street trans. Best type. Best type. Best type. Yeah. Action revolutionaries. And um, they focus on providing shelter and support for queer and homeless youth. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, she worked with um, Marsha P. Johnson um, to fight for transgender rights and stuff. So, pretty cool people. Mm-hmm. And um, transvestite, or transvestite, I don't know how to pronounce it, mm-hmm. is... Um, a person who dresses in clothes primarily associated with the opposite sex. So, yeah. So, kind of like, um, I guess now the term we use is cross-dressing, mm. right? So, yeah. Is drag not the same thing as that? 
I guess, yeah, that would, yeah, drag. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so the next person is Bayard Rustin, and they, he was the organizer of the 1963 March on Washington, and he was a political and gay activist working to bring the AIDS crisis to the NAACP's attention. And he worked alongside Martin Luther King Jr. too to mm-hmm. fight for um, black rights. Yeah. So he's a pretty cool dude. Okay, so next person is James Baldwin, and he was a writer and social critic um, who spent most of his uh, activist career education, educating others about Black and queer identities. And many of his works um, depicted themes of homosexuality and bisexuality. Um, and disclaimer, there are a lot, a lot of people that impacted the history of LGBTQ um and to bring the inclusive we have now in society and this episode's gonna be like an infinite amount of time mm-hmm. if we name all of those people but we highly encourage y'all to um go to instagram um and visit impact i-m-p-a-c-t or visit national geographic nbc um to learn more about these awesome people yeah all right, so now getting into the history behind um, kind of what catalyzed. Um, it's it's in, like really well known for kind of like a catalyst um, for gay rights movements, but it didn't like particularly start it. So mm-hmm. we'll get into that later. But um, the so the Stonewall riots. Um, yes, we'll refer to her later. Will I come back to her? Later? Yeah, we can go back. Okay, so the Stonewall Riots, also called the Stonewall Uprising, began in the early hours of June 28, 1969. And uh, this happened when New York City police raided the Stonewall Inn, which is a gay club located in Greenwich Village in New York City. Um, and as Lindsay said before, the Stonewall Riots kind of served as a catalyst for gay rights movement, um, the gay rights movement in the United States and around the world. Um, and at this time in the 1960s, um, the, the environment was not very welcoming for lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender, um, Americans. Um, so for instance, like, same-sex relations were illegal in New York City at this time. And so this caused LGBTQ folks to go to the gay bars and clubs, um, to be able to express themselves. Yeah. Um, so even this was kind of, like, restricted and prevented by New York State Liquor Authority, which I didn't understand, like, why they even had to say, like, they're part of Liquor Authority, like, why does it matter who is drinking said liquor? I mean, obviously, unless you're, like, a minor, but... (laughs) No, but they're literally, like, getting the same profit if, like, a person that's homosexual drinks their stuff and a person that's heterosexual drinks their stuff. Yeah, it's quite stupid, but, um... They called the gathering of homosexuals, um, quote-unquote, disorderly, which is ugh, annoying. It's uh, personally exhausting, I feel, mm-hmm. to just constantly be discriminated against just because you love someone. Um, but yeah, so during this time, they were getting uh, tipped off because um, the person who, or the group of people who owned the bar actually had people who tipped them off. Um, when the police would raid or anything like that, just to keep it under wraps. 
But this particular instance, this, um, this day, they didn't get tipped off and they were being harassed and shut down. And so the residents and the patrons of the bar hung outside of the bar while the policemen and policewomen were raiding the bars. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and people were like literally manhandled and one lesbian was hit over the head by a policeman, um, which caused her to shout to onlookers who pelted the policemen with pennies, bottles, and cobblestones. And this caused the full-blown riot to um, occur, which involved hundreds of people. Yeah, and so this, um, although like people didn't identify her, now we know um, that lesbian as Stormy de de Larvery, sorry. Uh, She was one of the people who incited the riot, and yeah, so it was referred to as the Stonewall lesbian, but she kind of like started it and got it going. Yeah. Um, Also, like, so, like, the raids, it wasn't just, like, a friendly, like, hey, like, get out of here. It was straight-up harassment. Um, People who were cross-dressing, they were taken into restrooms and then taking their clothes off to identify their genders or, which is, and making sure that they were dressing according to the gender. I just don't understand why that is anyone's concern. But, um... Yeah, so um, although it didn't really start the gay rights movement, it led to numerous gay rights organizations, um, including the Gay Liberation Front, Human Rights Campaign, GLAD, um, also known as Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, and PFLAG, which is Parents, Families, and Friends of Lesbians and Gays. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So now we're going to get into the biology and psychology of it. Okay. So, um, disclaimer, so I, like, compile, like, a a lot of findings about, um, the LGBTQ community that people, that scientists have done, um, but none of these findings that, um, we're gonna talk about have been, like, 100% proven, um, they're just simply theories that haven't, have been tested, but not proven yet. Yeah. Okay, so, um, do you want, you can start with that. Okay. Also, I literally just remembered that I said canceled in the beginning. Like, we literally, no one, like, no one. <laughs> yeah, there's not, like, a big following or anyone. That's We're literally be... not that important to be <laughs> canceled. Um, yeah, anyway, <laughs> just forget I said that in the beginning. Also, if you are listening, don't rewind to where I said that. Because um, I know I would do that, but, um... Oh, also, we literally hit, like, 100 listeners. Oh, yeah. Not 100 listeners, but 100, 100 like, starts And streaming yeah. starts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, thanks for listening, guys. Even if you listen for, like, a second and then clicked off because <laughs> our voices were too annoying, it still helps. Yeah. We still got 100. <laughs> yeah, so, honestly, thanks um, for listening. And if you have any feedback, please, like, let us know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and honestly, we really appreciate it because it kind of, like, gives us, like, you know, oh, like, we're helping people, mm-hmm. you know, someone. And even sure. if we're not helping, like, we're, I hope we're making you laugh. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Or just, you learn something new. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Yeah. So, you can see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so there aren't any findings for a, quote-unquote, gay gene. Yeah, but there are a couple of findings in the genes involved in homosexuality. So there are many genes that may influence homosexuality, and these um, scientists have identified five areas and chromosomes that like lead or indicate 
homosexuality. Mm-hmm. So again, this is not like proven or anything. There's yeah. not like a, you know. Yeah. So um, I didn't like put together a list of like five areas because like the exact five areas because like they were like super long. It was like the K six something gene. It was like super long. But basically, like to give an example, like that gene, um, corresponds with something in your brain, and it like. If, like, there's an increased size of that thing in your brain, I don't know exactly what it's called, then you're more likely to be homosexual than heterosexual. So that's kind of, like, what all of those are kind of like, um, just to give you all an example. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, did you want to? Okay, I can do that part. <laughs> so um, homosexuality can also be influenced by prenatal conditions like hormone levels in the womb. So, uh, I don't know, like, exacts for this, but, um, like, obviously, like, when someone's pregnant, the amount of, like, uh, stuff, that sounds weird, (laughs) the amount of, like, levels of hormones and chemicals um, in, in, like, their womb differs. So, based on that, scientists were kind of able to predict, um, not predict, but, like, kind of examine, like, the levels of homosexuality that someone might have. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's, like, a spectrum. Yeah. I wonder how they did that though. I wonder if like they just like had a person like and analyzed their hormone conditions in the room and then like twenty day twenty years later they like hunted I mean not that it takes twenty years for someone to figure out that like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you know, they waited and then they were like, Are you feeling gay? Because we had like I wonder how that works. We thought you would be gay. Yeah, yeah, we thought. Like, imagine they were, like, you, you couldn't have told me. Like, I sat here sitting, like, all these years questioning myself, and y'all could have just told me that I was gay. Yeah. They were, like, we knew. We been knew. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, I, there's, like, some, we learned in psychology, like, there's this type of study that, like, they do, like, for a while. Long, what is that called? Longitudinal studies? Something like that. That's what they did, right? Hospital? No, I don't think that's a different one. As you know, we are not. <laughs> well, we took the AP psychology test and we, we don't know. think we did well. Yeah. All these, in- this the information wasn't from our internet substance. So no. you can trust that they're probably right. Yeah. College board, if you're listening, why did you make it so hard, man? Like, there was no reason. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. So homosexuality is influenced by both the environment and our genes. So this is back to the nature and nurture debate. So this could be very well the hormonal conditions in the pre, uh, you know, prenatal stage, or it could also be you came into the world and you didn't like the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. So, and if y'all are not familiar with the nature and nurture, so nature is just like the environment you grow up around. Um, and it has like nothing to do with no, the gene. That's nurture. <laughs> nurture. Wait. Nature is like inherent, like genes, and then nurture. Maybe I don't know what. It is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're educating everyone and you too. <laughs> Learn learned something new today. Yeah. So. Okay. Wait. So nurture is. Nurturing. Oh. Okay, yeah. so then that's the environment. And then, oh, I see. I see. Okay, nature yeah. is like biology. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So obviously, you probably knew and I didn't. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Um. What is? I keep saying um. 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 Okay. The next thing is a positive side to all these studies is that they can finally prove to society that homosexuality is not a choice and cannot be a learned trait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but there are also negative sides to these sides. Side negative sides to these studies. That's not mm-hmm. okay. So if like scientists prove that homosexuality is genetic, then society might seek out a cure for it. And um, also like some of these studies might treat um, homosexuality as like a disease that needs to be cured. So along with studying it, they might um, find ways to cure it. Yeah, I think it was. What was it? The like in the psychology textbook or something? DSM five. Yeah. Okay. So the DSM five, I think, is the most recent one, which doesn't include homosexuality as a mental disorder or something like that. But previously, they did include it. Um, they still do include gender dysphoria as a mental disease. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cures for it now are um more, uh, what do I say? Friendly. Mm. And they're not so much so like, oh, you have a disease, we have to cure you. Like, you know, it's more so um, like hormone therapy or feminizing hormone therapy or masculinizing hormone therapy or like top surgery or bottom surgery and stuff like that. Um, And I say top surgery, bottom surgery, because that's more like the local way to say it. But it's more so like changing the external genitalia or the internal genitalia to fix what you internally think of yourself because that's honestly what's mm-hmm. most important yeah um so if anyone says it's all up in your head of course that's where it is because that's where your brain is mm-hmm. so yeah and when we say queer <laughs> when we say cure yeah. i was like cute queer yeah. when you say when we say cure we mean like quote unquote because yeah we don't actually think that um homosexuality or gender dysphoria should be cured in like a bad way yeah 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 um yeah so like you know there's nothing wrong with gay people for there to be a a cure Cure, yeah a cure is to have society accept them as normal human beings which they are so um yeah we really wanted to emphasize in this episode that um you know like there's a lot of history and there's a lot of um biology and psychology that goes into um being homosexual and being um bisexual or pansexual whatever you are homosexual um and honestly this is because um homosexuality is not the norm sorry i'm messing with the mic mic it's literally my phone um yeah and honestly like it's society is like so heteronormative that it seems um that like anything you do can be criticized and scrutinized Mm -hmm. um which like you know was definitely like we've definitely progressed as a society uh, which is really cool um and we have a lot more ways to go because um crimes against um trans people and crimes against homosexual people still do happen i mean like just the other day nikita dragon I don't know if you've seen it, but she was literally just getting into her car. I mean, I don't condone most of her actions. I don't really like her as a person, but this has nothing to do with her pronouns or, you know, being transgender. 
And this random dude, I don't even know his name. He's that irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, was like, oh, like, I think her friend was getting helping her get into the car. And I think her, <clears throat> like, people were, like, I think bouncers or bodyguards or security uh-huh. guards or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They were also, like, talking to her. And he went up and he, like, took a video of himself or something and saying, like, oh, did you know that uh, she was a guy? Or, like, he, I'm obviously using the wrong pronouns. And calling her, like, you know, oh, like, that was a guy, that was a guy. Shut up, man. Like, who are you? Yeah. Like, who, like, it still happens. And, like, you know, people are still, like, getting assaulted for simply loving someone. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's really important that even if you aren't part of the LGBTQ plus community, please be an ally. Um, You know, it's it's really important that we get out there and I'm losing my voice. But uh, that we, you know, give people who don't have a voice a voice. And if, you know, and if they do find their voices, step back. Leave mm-hmm. them alone. Let them talk. Yeah, it's already hard for LGBTQ to, like, exist and love themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, life should be harder for them because, like, you know, people are literally hate criming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, yeah, okay, so we don't have, like, a quote-unquote fun fact, because we literally forgot again, even though this is our second time recording. Um, but I think it's a very well-known fact that, um, even though, I guess this is, like, ironic, um, but yeah, gay is known as, like, happy, and, um, most people are not who are (laughs) gay, (laughs) who are gay, transgender, or whatever they may be. They mostly have, like, a lot more mental illnesses that goes with it just because, like, you know, we live in the society that we do. Yeah. And um, it's, they're not, like, you know, society's not friendly to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, I think last time we talked about, like, the uncle thing. Like, if you have, like, a gay uncle or aunt oh, yeah. or a they them. Non-binary. To say, a non-binary aunt or... <laughs> that doesn't make sense. See, like... What would you non-binary relative? Um, yeah. Well, no, but it's just like it's specific to uncle, like persons, people that are like of uncle and aunt. Oh, okay. So if you go to like Aesop Science, they kind of like delve into it. Um, yeah. So it's basically saying that, like, say you're transgender, it's most likely that your um preceding generation of um, you say like your mom's sister, your mom's uncle. Uh, what the? No, your mom's sister, your mom's um brother. Yeah, like on their side, they're pro- they're most likely to have uh, someone that's also transgender, which is why yeah it might be. And I think this applies to being yeah. Gay same goes and, for gay. Like if yeah, you have a gay lesbian. uncle, like you're more likely gay. Yeah. Or I think it's more like it increases when you have a gay uncle, and you it's more likely that you're a lesbian if you yeah. are if you identify as like a girl or yeah. a woman or yeah. female. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I said you. I don't know if the voice cancellation like, like picked up on it or something like that. That was not towards any of this. Um, I had something on my shirt. I have a bird, and well, he likes to do bird stuff. So I have something on my. I'm trying so you hard. Gay people. You gay people. No, I'm. Yeah, and it's not that I'm scared to be handled. I I know where my morals lie, but you know, it's so easy to. to have something twisted so <laughs> i literally like no one cares like they all know 
Yeah. We end up on a new upcoming uncomfy talk. Yeah, addressing our past. <laughs> Please. I've seen so many videos of those things. Make a whole apology video. Hey, we're sorry. <laughs> Lindsay said ew. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, okay, so, honestly, yeah, we wanted this video to be, video, oh my god, the episode to be a little bit shorter, and it's literally not that short, but. It's okay. Yeah, it's around, like, 24 minutes. Okay. Um, we're gonna end it here. Yeah. Um. Go follow us on Instagram at uncomfy underscore talks, a lowercase. Yes. And we have, we have a recommendation form on our Instagram bio and the Spotify bio. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called, the Spotify bio? Yeah. Okay, on both. So y'all can um, suggest topics that you think we should talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and DM us on Instagram if you have any constructive criticism. Yes. Um, we would love to learn more about the topics we talk about. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Yeah. And also, if you want to like just join us for an episode, we had okay. someone join us for an episode, too. So y'all can do that, too. It yeah. should be cool because we would love to have y'all. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um. Bye. Happy Pride. Bye. Thanks for listening.